0: Welcome to Antimetapod, a Star Trek podcast where we discuss fashion, feminism, subtext and subspace, hosted by Annika and Liz. Today we're discussing Star Trek Prodigy Season 1, Episode 13, Crossroads, in which no one picks up hot, young, black-haired Anson Mount. Tragic. But they do pick up Captain O'Connor?
1: For some
0: reason. Yeah. (laughs) I would not go so far as to say this is a bad episode, but it was definitely one of the weaker episodes to me.
1: I mean, it was very clearly set up. It really required things to go wrong in order for the episode to happen the way it happens. Or not necessarily wrong, but it required external forces instead of the actual, like, plot of the people doing things they weren't making mistakes mistakes were happening around them
0: yes and that plus a situation that could be resolved by having a conversation is just my least favorite ever type of plot
1: (laughs) that's why i I called it the the comedy of errors because that's a that's a very shakespearean (laughs) comedy type thing. It's also like all of Star Wars, so it's not just and and it's I and I get it. I understand it's a trope for a reason. It's a gimmick in Shakespeare for a reason. So it's mm. I'm not saying it's poorly written. I'm just saying this particular episode was more coincidence driven than character driven.
0: Yes. Though I will say it makes sense for these specific characters to have trouble communicating. Dahl is slick as anything except when something genuine is on the line. Gwyndala is afraid of her father and anyone who might be working with him. And as you've so astutely noted, Tellarite culture prevents Jankum from explaining himself. I mean, I gotta admit, I liked
1: that one.
0: Yeah, I liked that too.
1: It was like world building for the Tellarites and yes. for Jankum, who we have mentioned many times is the least developed character because it's part of a list it's notable but as a character moment i liked it
0: yeah i enjoyed that and i enjoyed gwyn briefly being ready to bond with ensign essentia before essentia recognizes her as gwyn missed connections are so frustrating right and then janeway and Dahl are on the precipice of having a meaningful conversation when Barnus freaks, the worst Starfleet officer in the I'm gonna say in the history of Starfleet. I know. I, turns up. I hate that guy. I will come right out and
1: say it. And Janeway smiles at Dard It's so upsetting that it gets immediately reversed.
0: I... I'm going to point out that Janeway does not seem particularly impressed with Barnas Fricks, so she understands that this is a more complicated situation than she has been led to believe. But mm-hmm. also, someone pointed out that Barnus Fricks is a Denobulan, and denobulins need social contact in order to thrive. There's a whole episode of Enterprise where Phlox is going insane because he has no one to talk to, and it's a genuine psychological problem, so why, again? was this man alone on a space station. Right,
1: the stomach problem. Yeah. You messed up Starfleet.
0: I mean, they really did. I really enjoyed seeing the Zindi again.
1: Okay, (laughs) tell us more about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I obviously had a lot of problems with season three of Enterprise, but I found the Zindi absolutely fascinating in terms of being, one species with five different subspecies and Mm. i thought the insectoid zindies were especially interesting i loved their design in enterprise and i think their design there was so good that unusually for prodigy the animated version was less striking simply because it was Mm. derived from such an interesting real design and so it was cool to see them and to see that the Zindi, and specifically the insectoids, have a place in the universe. That's true. I do like that. They're the security force of this outpost, they're not good, they're not bad, they're just... Well, they're basically cops, so... I mean...
1: <laughs> so they're bad.
0: But... a <laughs> My first
1: note here is, was this really a good plan to start with?
0: <laughs> like, it was not.
1: Anything that happened, you could have seen that, that that was going to happen. You know with some foresight and the kids were so excited and hopeful about everything and it was just really frustrating and you know they're kids so I'm not again not poor writing but but frustrating from the standpoint of the audience saying, oh, no, bad ideas, bad ideas, what are you doing? Like, the whole episode, I was sitting there going, no! It was just a lot of secondhand embarrassment and uh, upset on my end.
0: Yeah, I don't want to nitpick the plans of a bunch of teenagers. I would have come up with something much, much worse in that situation as a (laughs) 17-year-old, but, yeah, it was not a great plan. I want to know, can they take a shuttlecraft into right. Federation space without it going haywire? I feel like they need to do some more testing of the weapon's capacity, hopefully in a situation where they're not going to kill a bunch of people.
1: So I understand that they don't want to accidentally kill anybody, but you you could take a shuttlecraft and you could even do what they do and, and hide the ship in the snow, mm. but not send everyone to the outpost you send right. like two people
0: to the outpost
1: God. and they connect with people and then you meet in a you know in a neutral place and it would certainly when you take everybody to the outpost you don't then split up and so they're all wandering around aimlessly <laughs> meeting the one person who's going to be the worst person like what mm-hmm. if jankum had met up with Essencia what if gwyn had met up with Tyra. <laughs> like things could have happened differently.
0: Also, Rock Talk is eight. Don't leave her unsupervised. I know she's right? a brick wall, but she's a child. Guys, guys, she's a child. She's a child, and the, we don't know anything about
1: this outpost. Based on Okuna and the Klingon criminals are here. Yeah, what, what? So, and the the Zindi are are the guards. All of that is a red flag to me (laughs) so I think that they could have done a little reconnaissance Mm.
0: Mm.
1: beforehand but they they didn't think of that
0: I don't blame the kids I think this is a very natural plan for them to come up with Mm -hmm. I blame hollow Janeway right (laughs) who is meant to be training them but you know I think she too is so excited at the prospect of finding a way to fix the proto stars problem because she cannot go home until the weapon is resolved and she's a janeway so that must right, be really right. hard for her and also as oh we've as we've discussed she is also very very young in terms of her journey as a person and so her judgment is also Suspect. I've talked before about how the EMH makes a lot more sense if you think of him as someone who is much, much younger than he looks. Yes. And I think it's the same with Janeway.
1: I can see that in Hollow Janeway by your explanation of her, or description of her. That same, I need to get home and I need to fix this problem. I mean, Janeway's definitely a problem solver.
0: Yes. And so I can see her being persuaded that this is a good idea. And also, you know, once the kids are off the ship, she can't do much. She's gone into sleep mode and she's going to have a kernel panic like my laptop does.
1: She's so cute, though. She was so excited I know. for them. And then she was so excited when they came back and they were like, well, nothing actually happened. And you've been, as, you've been off for less than a day. <laughs> Might have been an hour. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh but we also got this guy.
0: (laughs) Yeah can I just say I know that I have seen The Outrageous O'Connor because I had the Star Trek Encyclopedia when I was a child and it had the list of episodes up to I think the end of Next Gen Season 6 and I went Mm -hmm. through and ticked off every one that I watched and I remember finally renting the VHS and ticking off that episode. I have no memory of anything that happens in it whatsoever and i that's do not adorable. understand why the animated shows keep bringing him back
1: yeah i i love that that that's what you did that's adorable what a great story about you i was a
0: fantastic child i also have no
1: memory of this episode at all i have no memory of him all i know of him is that he's fake on solo and I got that from literally like stills at the episodes that I see when Mm. he showed up on like Lower Decks. Yeah. And people were talking about him. So
0: is it a second season episode? It is. And I think the only thing I remember about it is that it had Terry Hatcher as the transporter operator and he flirts with her. And and this was like tiny baby Terry Hatcher with a massive like Juliana Margulies curls. Wow. Yeah. I may just rewatch it just to. Just for that? Yeah. I've seen
1: some episodes of the second season of TNG probably once. I do not rewatch that season. Yes. Clearly, it wasn't a very memorable episode if we have literally no memory of it. So, you know, saying, oh, this was such an interesting character, how come he got a. a a bad episode and then we never saw him again and so they try to bring him back so mm. maybe in subsequent episodes he will impress me in prodigy but he did literally nothing in this episode he was the first person that they talked to and he tried to swindle them yeah and then he stows away and shows up and they're like well this guy's on our bridge now so here he is
0: it's a bit like what I
1: reserve my judgement because he, again, made no impression on me whatsoever. Right. We shall see.
0: And also, if you want a Han Solo type of character in your Star Trek, Cleveland Booker is right there. Grudge is basically Chewy, right? (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. This episode was entirely set up, they get to a place, they meet Starfleet and completely fail in their ability to actually communicate with them for various reasons. Mm. And then they get chased off the planet and into the neutral zone.
0: (laughs) I just want to say how much I love, and it was the Strange New Pod Twitter that pointed this out, that the shot of the protostar rising from beneath the ice and Janeway silhouetted against it is exactly like the shot of the protostar escaping and the Diviner looking at it in the first episode. Mm -hmm. And it just makes clear how much Janeway is the antagonist. And I love that. Again, it's so brave. Mm -hmm. I want her to have everything she wants, but I also want her to start wanting the right things.
1: I was on um, Promenade Merchants last week, and they were saying that it was was slow getting to... The prodigy as a whole was slow. And weren't even certain that they would meet up with Janeway by the end of this season. Mm. And I was like, Oh, we definitely are. We're definitely going to meet up with Janeway. And then the next week (laughs) we met up with Janeway and I was like, see, I know what's what, but it is interesting that we are watching Janeway learn more about who has the proto star. Mm. And hopefully they will figure out a way to somehow talk to them without anybody blowing up, which will allow for all of the actual communication to happen. It is fun to have Janeway in the antagonist role. I'm glad that Tyress is already calling her out for for her tendencies to let her emotions overrun the situation because I don't want her emotions to overrun the situation. I don't want her to become the diviner. Mm. It, it, it is absolutely interesting to have her paralleled with that and then to see her not choose to destroy everything in order to get her revenge.
0: See, I'm not shipping Chakotay the diviner for nothing. The parallels are there.
1: <laughs> I do look forward to watching what happens because now that Janeway has more information Mm. I want to see what she does with that
0: and the fact that she knows that she's chasing children and it's children who have the proto star means that she's probably no longer assuming that they have literally captured Jacote themselves but then where is he which is I think the next big mystery of the series
1: and if Essencia is as observant as she should be Yes. could be. She will know that Gwyn ran away. She wasn't stolen. She wasn't kidnapped. Yeah. That the Diviner isn't telling the whole story.
0: Yes. And I keep waiting for the reveal that the Diviner is faking his amnesia. But maybe he sincerely believes that and this is how he's remembered it. I don't know. I can't wait to find out. I kept wondering as they were doing the chase through the quantum slipstream, why the Protostar kids didn't think of like dropping a boy with a message and an explanation. If even just OES ring a hail
1: is a problem, I really feel like that would also still be a problem.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't have to be powered or anything. It can just be an inert bit of metal with a a, a piece of paper inside. A message in a bottle. A message in a bottle. Or you know, is isn't zero telepathic. They are, they are indeed. So, shouldn't Zero
1: be able to? I feel like there are ways, and I and again, they were in a horrible situation where they were in a chase and they were being right, you know, it was right. That everything was going so no one was thinking of the possibilities, but it does feel like, or they have the you know, the Akuna guy he could be their message in a bottle somehow it just feels like something could have happened and i do think that gwyn wanted like gwyn was the one who kept saying they're, they're still healing like she wanted to do something it was her her position as communications yeah it's just so frustrating it's like oh no <laughs>
0: I don't think the characters did anything wrong, but I'm frustrated by the way this episode is set up. Which is, again, not to say that I think it's bad, I just think it's using some tropes and storytelling styles that I am not into. But also, Mm -hmm. I'm not into them because I saw them so many times in kids' media. Maybe this is, like, a storytelling phase that Mm -hmm, young mm -hmm. people have to go through to understand why it's bad.
1: (laughs) It's definitely, could be a... Again, because we are the audience and we know more, but I also know more than a child. Yeah. So, so yes, absolutely. Remember who this is actually for.
0: Yes. For some reason, we are not the target audience of this show, even though it feels <laughs> like it was made for me.
1: <laughs>
0: Speaking of, I just want to point out that our good friend Aaron Waltke, and I call him that because he keeps liking our Tumblr posts, don't know if he's listening but if you are, sir, I love your work, but he said on Tumblr overnight that the Borg cube from a few weeks ago was indeed the one that wound up in Romulan space as the Borg reclamation project. I'm so happy. Woohoo! We we understand. We got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a telepathic bond there yeah. too. This also means I feel like I'm in a good place for my the weapon will become a character theory. <laughs> we know
1: these tropes so we can see where things are going Mm. that's good storytelling yes people are very quick to say if you can figure out the ending then there's something wrong with your mystery and i would like to completely refute that and say (laughs) no actually we want to be able to see where all the pieces fit together and then it becomes this beautiful picture that is The purpose of storytelling
0: yes I've read so much crime fiction in the last couple of years because I find it very comforting and absolutely you need to light the path for your reader so that they can see a few steps ahead of themselves so I find it really interesting that we were just talking about messages in bottles and that is the title of the episode where Voyager makes contact with the Alpha Quadrant and the doctor has adventures with Romulans Mm -hmm. And then guess who we have at the end of this episode? The Romulans! I'm so happy. If Prodigy wants to pick up with the Romulan nonsense that Picard put down, I'm so happy.
1: I am always happy to see the Romulans. I am very pro-Romulan. And I'm excited for them to help our crew. (laughs) Even if they do it In a way that is uh, the the earlier episode of Voyager where they meet up with a Romulan who is in the past. They're like going through a wormhole type weird thing and he's in the past and he has to trust that this Federation ship is talking to him from a good place to begin with. And then he has to trust them enough to actually beam over and collect you know, their notes and everything and then go back. And that he is going to be an instrument of communication for them. Yeah. And it's another one of those tragic endings where because he's in the past, he died before Voyager got lost. And so he, he didn't get to tell mm. people about Voyager and what had happened to them. I, I love all Romulans, regardless of if they are the villains or the anti-heroes, but I think it's easy to forget that they often are anti heroes. There's the Romulan that Geordi befriends, there's the defector, there's this Romulan in Voyager, who is a stand up guy who absolutely was going to break protocol and and contact Starfleet on their behalf. Yes. And so there's all these Romulans that do actually help and are not, you know, shoot on-site people. And it brings you back to our introduction with the Romulan commander in Balance of Terror who Ooh. wants peace. The reason the Romulans are my favorite is that they're very complicated. They are not at all one-sided.
0: They don't have a straightforward sense of honor the way the Klingons do, but not even the Klingons have that. That is entirely propaganda. So the propaganda that all Romulans are sneaky and will betray you is true but it's also not, and that's why I love them. They are There is
1: such a thing as an honorable spy.
0: Yeah. And these are
1: children. Yes. I really feel like even the worst Romulan is not going to look at Rattak <laughs> and and listen to her talking about her desires to be a weather scientist and, <laughs> and decide that she is plotting against them.
0: <laughs> right. I have more fear that O'Connor is going to betray them to the Romulans than that the Romulans are going to harm them.
1: See, I think that it's possible that O'Connor is going to be, like, he's going to know well Romulan, uh, that the reason that he works in this outpost is because he's playing all sides.
0: That and he will sense. have connections. Mm. Like, so far he seems like a bit of a fail smuggler, but who knows. I would like to see, given that... Okay, I checked. Lower Decks is 2381. Prodigy is 2384. We are just a few years away from the Romulan supernova and the evacuation. So do we see any signs of that next week? I'm really... I don't know excited for it they need it yeah it might be just me
1: like I just want all of the Romulans and I want all of the Romulan tragedy and how it affected the Federation Mm. I just I want all of it I'm fine with us keep coming back to that well that began in 2009 let's just keep going We've said that we have some issues with Alex Kurtzman and they are valid, but if he is responsible for the Romulans continuing to be a big part of everything that's happened since 2009, I can't be upset about it.
0: No, I completely agree, and I'm so happy for these kids to to meet their first Romulans. Before we knew who the characters and setting of Prodigy were, I had this Mm -hmm. fantasy that it would be roughly Picard era, and the characters would include Tuvok's granddaughter and a Romulan refugee, and they would would be the Gwyn and Dahl of...
1: Aww, that's precious.
0: Obviously, that's not how it went, and I love the cautious use of legacy characters. But I still also believe that Tuvok's granddaughter is going to marry a Romulan. I'm
1: absolutely here for it. We do need to catch up with Tuvok. Mm. We've caught up with a lot of people in these various shows, but we have not caught up with Tuvok. And I would... He, he, had, like, he had kids before mm. we met him and has a, a, a grandchild during the series who would absolutely be the right age to be hanging out
0: with these kids and so make it happen yes speaking of characters who talk to Janeway about emotions and maybe not being guided by them I just love Debbie Diggs the Andorian I think he is the first officer that Janeway needs yes like no offense to Chakotay but this guy is doing a much better (laughs) job
1: Uh, All offense to (laughs) Shacojai. This guy is doing a much better job. When we first started getting the scenes on The Dauntless, Mm. in addition to the scenes on The Proto Star, it was just a bunch of people. Yeah. (laughs) It was Janeway, who we know, and a bunch of people who are there. Yeah. And they are slowly but surely becoming full characters, and I am so here for it. I want to know so much more about all of them and how... They work together and how long they've been together i mean in one line mm. <laughs> that guy that andorian became so interesting to me because he started out like before he said if this is about chakotay you are being guided by your emotions right now he started that conversation by saying you once told me yes not to be guided by my emotions and i want everything about that story <laughs> please
0: tell me why that happened. But also, I need to know everything about his relationship with Tuvok. Yes! Because Tuvok is her best friend, they have absolutely met, we have the historical rivalry between Vulcans and Andorians, and yet here is an Andorian who is clearly very emotionally intelligent, but also able to detach from that. I love that they are using this show
1: to world build for these original aliens yes in you know original federation aliens yes it is absolutely wonderful the andorians got a lot of play on enterprise
0: they did and it was so great. they weren't ignored the way the poor have been forever do you know it's been 50 odd years and we still haven't seen a female Tellarite? <laughs> i think it's because oh they're ugly
1: but I, again, in like two sentences, Jankum and that guy, I don't know his name, <laughs> he's the doctor, Jankum yes. and the doctor gave more backstory to the Tellarites than we have gotten in 50 years. It was amazing, I love. There it. are factions of Tellarites who don't get along. It was so good. It's silly to say, because I obviously have nothing to do with this show, but I'm proud of it. Yeah. I'm just so happy that it exists and
0: that it is so well done. It's just so Mm. smart at what it's doing. And I think what's great about it is that it's not made for the kids like me who are marking Star Trek The Next Generation episodes off in their encyclopedia. It is for kids who are completely new to the franchise. And that's great. If this had come out when I was a kid, I would have watched it without hesitation. Mm -hmm. My friends, maybe not so much. but they mm-hmm. would they could watch it and they could follow along
1: it makes me happy
0: i'm so happy i didn't realize next week's episode is called preludes but then you suggest that means we'll get a captain Chicote flashback
1: well so this episode was crossroads yes and i can see they are at a crossroads geographically mm. they're at a crossroads both on the planet being an outpost where lots of different people come to and also in space where they end up in the neutral zone. Like both of those are crossroads, right? So I get why it's called Crossroads. I get why last week was called All the Worlds of Stage. The titles mean something, is what I'm trying to say. And so next week's is Preludes and we've been dancing around what happens Mm. to Chakotay. So I was just thinking, this would be a good place to put in, let's check in with Chakotay, you know, Whenever the Proto star went missing, however many months or years that ago that was, how did that happen? Mm. Maybe instead of switching back and forth between Janeway and our crew, it could switch back and forth between Chakotay in the past and our and our crew.
0: I think that would be great. But I also wonder if we will get that flashback when the Diviner regains his memories. Mm. because your previous note to that was the divine is villain reveal when and yeah i mean
1: because, because again i feel like essencia now has the kernel of the idea of yes. maybe this guy isn't as completely on board <laughs> as above board mm. as, as he appears or or as Dotty, you know yeah it could all sort of culminate i don't know exactly how, where we are in the, I feel like maybe five episodes? I think yeah. s-
0: six including six. Preludes but I think if I was going to map out the rest of the season I would say that there is going to come a point where the kids and the Dauntless crew become allies against the Diviner and, right. and that that is the last couple of episodes but also there is room for a few standalones mm-hmm. so I couldn't like say in episode x they will become allies but i feel like that's what we're building to which mm-hmm. raises your really interesting final note what is this show after everything works out is it about the kids going to the academy do they steal a different starship do they i don't know does janeway give them a field commission does the weapon become a person and then they have to take another season away from the Federation to teach it how to not kill people. I don't know. Right. But it does feel I
1: don't think that this season is going to end on a cliffhanger.
0: Definitely. I think there is
1: going to be resolution. There will be an ending to the story Mm -hmm. that we're we are telling right now. And it's really interesting to think think about, like, what is the story after that? What happens then? I can absolutely see the protostar as an Academy ship. Mm -hmm. We take these these kids and we say, well, you're already on this crew. Let's get actual Janeway to teach you. And maybe with her crew, or we could get more kids. We could get actual cadets from Starfleet. I can see it going that way. Mm. Maybe the protostar isn't like it wasn't a training vessel right Chicote was on a tour of delta quadrant or something
0: yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. a second contact tour the delta quadrant apology tour
1: it could be you know we join up in the academy or we join up on the dawn LISP if she does i it's like doll and gwyn and jenkem i can see joining the crew in a wesley type way
0: yeah rock
1: talk is a child (laughs) and cannot join the crew like i love her and i i believe in her ability and she's brilliant and she deserves everything Mm -hmm. but you don't put an eight-year-old in your starship crew
0: i'm trying to envision season two because i feel like The core of this show, as with all great children's media, is that they're sort of separate from adult authority, and so making them Mm -hmm. Academy Mm -hmm. cadets doesn't really work. Also, that becomes a college show, and again, we have children in the audience, but I can see, like, they get back to Starfleet and something happens, Dahl runs away from the Academy to find out who he really is, find Mm -hmm. out who his parents are, and everyone else comes along. And I like to think that Janeway has adopted Rock Talk and Rock Talk comes too. And so Janeway's like, oh, fine, I'm going again. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting to imagine what they'll do for an encore it, it's, it's, after it's this. It's just
1: interesting. And, and when you think of it as, so if this show is supposed to be introducing the audience to Star Trek as a whole, mm. what is the next part of Star Trek that you want to, like once you've got, Star Trek 101. What is Star Trek 102? What is the next part?
0: I mean, I would say so. that's Deep Space Nine. So maybe part of it is Kiriyoshi joins the team. Maybe Miles is someone's instructor. Oh my gosh, Miles O'Brien and Jenkins Pog. What a team. <gasps> I would love that. See, see,
1: the thing about O'Brien is mm-hmm. he would love to be a mentor.
0: Yeah, he is so great with wrong.
1: Absolutely, I mean, doesn't he? Like, he does like go off and like join the academy or something. Yeah, he
0: he leaves to teach. So, like, that is
1: his thing. And and Jankum needs a mentor. Jankum needs someone who would understand him. Hmm. And and I really feel like O'Brien, who is also put upon by everyone throughout his entire series. Oh my goodness, I
0: love this. I
1: love this idea. Someone make that happen.
0: I just think it would be cool to introduce fresh legacy characters, but then also leave them behind as the kids set out on the next quest.
1: Mm-hmm. The question of where does Doll come from is a good thread that could continue. That could doesn't have to be resolved. Yeah, like, yeah. The main plot is resolved, but we still have questions about Doll, and I think that is that would be a good one.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I like that. So similarly, uh, Murph
0: catched the metamorphosis. Murph is now a Pikmin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> uh, I
1: honestly, I'm sitting here going, I could absolutely graph the entire, like, Pikmin Backstory and the purpose of the game onto Murph now because he they're in space yeah. and they're they're put upon and they have to fight off the bad aliens. So I'm into it.
0: Unfortunately, friend of the podcast and sometime guest Fran said that Murph looks like a dildo with legs, and I cannot unsee it. And once again, that's a merchandising opportunity that Paramount is not going to take. So hopefully I will get over that. I don't like the design, but I think I'll get used to it and grow fond of it. I was just, I really loved, you know, Slug Murph.
1: Slug Murph was superior, I have to Mm -hmm. say. I'm not super into Pikmin Murph. I have my little Fire Lizard here from Frozen 2. Mm -hmm. I was hoping for something more like this. Yeah, (laughs) I will be honest. I was wanting
0: lizard Murph, not Pikmin Murph. No, but we didn't see much of Pikmin Murph, so maybe maybe there's more to it. Maybe we'll right, and
1: and maybe Pikmin Murph can learn common, or Pikmin Murph has hands. Yes. So so Pikmin Murph has more of an ability to do things on the ship other than eat.
0: Yes, but it's less cute. It's I know. I, just, I know I'm sorry. It's like when you see a toddler and you're like, "Oh, you were so much cuter when you were a baby." <laughs> or a cat. I oh. love all my cats. I love all my cats. Don't get mad
1: at me, cats. There's a cat right behind me, and there's a cat over there. <laughs> but I do remember when they were little tiny kittens and it's like, "Oh, you were super cute when you were a kitten." So sweet. And now you're a cat and you're still cute, but in a very different way. Yeah. And I feel that way with Murph, and I miss Kate okay, and Murph.
0: Maybe, maybe we'll get a new Murph to keep Murph company. What if
1: Murph has Murflings?
0: <laughs> yeah, look, I don't know. I did like very much how <laughs> Rocktock's carrier for him in his cocoon was like those cat backpacks with a a bubble for the cat to see out of. Yeah.
1: Okay, so speaking of merchandise miss opportunities and i will admit that i would not (laughs) buy a murph dildo just gonna put that out there not for me but plush murph we finally got plush murph like and you know two percent of the fandom got plush murph and he's no longer current and now there's pikmin murph and i like genuinely do not understand I do not want Prodigy to be a series about selling toys so like I'm glad that marketing is not a part of the conversation when they're Mm -hmm. discussing their storytelling that is great and everything should be like that but I am honestly confused
0: so confused
1: (laughs) why we didn't get plush Murph right away, and now Murph is another thing that we're never going to get to, like, clearly. Anyway, so I'm looking forward to next week's episode because this week's episode was a cliffhanger and, and felt very unfinished, and so,
0: I'm ready. I'm ready. Janeway can start a little war, the same way Galadriel can fight a volcano. I'm a, I, I will allow it as a treat. Okay, it's fair.
1: And now I want Janeway and Galatriel to be bros. Thank you for listening to AntimatterPod. You can find our show notes at antimatterpod.com, including links to our social media, credits for our theme music, and transcripts of our episodes. You can follow us on Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter for as long as Twitter exists, <laughs> all at antimatterpod. And write to us at mail at antimatterpod.com. If you like us, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume your podcasts. The more reviews, the easier it is for new listeners to find us. And please join us next week when we will be discussing the next episode of Star Trek Prodigy, Prelude.